from 1023 KRMG and Sade Music. This is School Music Notes for Life. Welcome to School Music Notes for Life. I'm Dan Potter. This is the show where we talk to successful Oklahomans about what music education, what role music education played in their success. And this week's guest is Cortland Sellers, who is an Oklahoman and is a Baylor University intern in radiology, correct? Hi, Cortland. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you at uh, Baylor in Houston, Dallas? Where are you at right now? Yeah, so I'm actually uh, in the second year of my residency, but the first year of my radiology residency at Baylor in Houston. Uh, Radiology is one of those uh, medical specialties where they have you do a generalized intern year before they have you do the more specific advanced. Okay, I understand. You... I was reading a little bit of your bio about how you became fascinated with medicine. And and like a lot of young people, it sounds like you went through several possible careers that you were interested in before your dad arranged something unusual that you observed for three days. What was that? Uh, So when I was in high school, my dad set me up with the Tulsa County Medical Examiner to shadow him for three days in the morgue. (laughs) So you you watched three days of autopsies? Yes. Mm -hmm. And how old were you at that time? 15. (laughs) Tell me about the impact that had on you. So I had never really studied anatomy before, never really thought too much about anatomy before, and had no idea at all of how intricate and complex it was um, until I watched these three days of autopsies, um, which was just to me very mind-blowing how a how complicated and interesting I found it. So that is what started to get me interested in medicine. You went to Cleveland High School. You went to high school in Cleveland, right? That's correct, yes. Tell me about your band director there. My band director for the seven years that I was in band at Cleveland in middle school and high school was Donna Casey. Uh, I was actually homeschooled until the sixth grade. And I started after fall break, which is not at all when people usually join band, and I started on the flute, but ended up playing a lot of different things. Um, and throughout my time uh, in Cleveland at the middle school and in high school, um, band with Mrs. Casey was always one of the highlights of of my experience um, because it was just, it was awesome. It was fun. We were learning new things and getting to play music. Um, and I really enjoyed the camaraderie that I had in the band. And, you know, band was how I saw the ocean for the first time. And band was how I had Chicago deep dish pizza for the first time. Um, and it just, it was the best. What was it about her teaching style? So one of the things that I admired about Mrs. Casey was that um, she set expectations for us Um and never, um, like her expectations were within our reach. So she never set expectations that were above what we could do. And she always asked us, you know, to stretch, to reach, to, you know, put in the work and try harder. But she never, um, she never asked for things that we couldn't actually do. Um, and I also loved that I felt like in the band, in Mrs. Casey's band, it didn't matter, you know, what social clique you might belong to outside of the band. Um, everyone could belong. And in middle school and high school, belonging is or can be a tricky thing. So to have a place where everyone belonged was, I thought, great. The band hall really is a refuge, isn't it? Yes. 
Okay, you, you started out in the flute, which, by the way, fifth and sixth grade, that was my instrument. Going into junior high, I decided drummer might be a safer place to be, so I switched to percussion. But then you mentioned you played a whole bunch of other instruments after that. What other instruments, and are you still playing any of them? Um, excellent question. So I started on the flute. Um, I had been playing piano, taking piano lessons since I was about eight. Um, in seventh grade, I started playing the bells in the high school marching band because the show um, was kind of wizard themed and they had a lot of pieces that needed a bells and xylophone and they'd had their bells and xylophone player move at the beginning of the season. So Mrs. Casey knew that my older sister, who's in eighth grade, and I both played the piano. And so we started playing the bells in the marching band. And then in eighth grade, I picked up saxophone to play in the jazz band. And then for a year, I was playing piccolo. And then I tried bagpipe lessons. Oh, wow. And I was playing saxophone. Um, so now um, I still play the flute because I live in an apartment. And I feel like I can get away with playing the flute in the apartment during daylight hours. <laughs> And I actually just got my first digital piano yesterday, which I'm thrilled about. Um, and the saxophone has to wait for when I'm home, uh, when I'm back home at my parents' house, because it's just too loud for my apartment. So what role does being able to play those instruments play in your life right now? I mean, do you use it as, you know, a tonic to relax after work? Do you use it um, for spiritual fulfillment, just for fun? What role does it play? So there's definitely a degree of the tonic to that. Um, I especially enjoy playing the piano uh, for those reasons. I've always enjoyed playing the piano because I feel like when you play the piano, uh, when you're playing a song you're very attached to, whether that's Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata or your favorite show tune from Phantom of the Opera, because we all go through Phantom of the Opera phase. Uh, <laughs> All the stress and the emotions that you've been dealing with throughout your day, you can kind of let flow out through your fingers and into the piano. And I find that, you know, it's an excellent way of expressing oneself. And similarly with the flute, although you can't hit quite as many chords. <laughs> That's true. What did you take from those seven years in middle school and high school band that you think you still use now when you're seeing patients? Um, when you're taking classes, what do you think you still use beyond just playing? Um, so one of the band associated experiences that has always very much stood out to me, Miss um, Casey used to take us every year, every few years to go see this motivational speaker talk. I can't remember if it was like Dr. Tim or Mr. Ed. Was I know Dr. that's a board. Was it Dr. Tim Lotzenheiser by any chance? Possibly. Dr. Tim's a good friend of mine. Um, and what I remember is he told a story to illustrate what leadership was. And I apologize, it's a little scatological. Um, but the story was occasionally, you know, we all walk into a public restroom where someone has forgotten to flush the toilet. And it's unpleasant to see, and it's, but someone has forgotten to flush the toilet. And this happens, I'm sure, to all of us at some point in our lives. And Dr. Tim said, a leader is the person who flushes that unflushed toilet, who doesn't say, you know, it's not my job to do it. I didn't make the mess. I don't need to clean up the mess. It's not my problem. Um, someone else will deal with it. A leader 
deals with it and flushes the unflushed toilet. Um, which, as I said, it's a scatological story. I think my life is filled with more Dr. Tim quotes than any president, any historical figure. My favorite one is to be the best, surround yourself with the best. I'm so glad he had a lasting impact on you. I'm going to, I look forward to telling him that. You know, this is a weird year, obviously. And let me, let me ask you this. What, what's it like there at, at, at Baylor uh, during COVID, especially right now when things are spiking in Texas? What, what's it like at the hospital? Right. Uh, so the beginning of July is when, um, is when new residents start, new fellows start. I did my intern year program in Virginia, actually. So I okay. just got to Baylor, and my first official day will be tomorrow. But they have. Running. Yeah, we've got screening at the doors and temperature screening and symptom screening at the entrances and. Um, r- reminding people to socially distance, and if you don't have a mask, they'll give you one, um, and plenty of alcohol dispensers for hand hygiene. So those are all very reassuring things to see. Um, unfortunately, this is a Houston is a hot spot right now, so we'll just have to see how that plays out. Because of all of this, um, things in high school and middle school music programs obviously are very disjointed right now and and the recruitment period for uh fifth and sixth graders just was non-existent this year so that's why we're doing this podcast is reaching out to parents and 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 trying to show them why they should go to sade and take a look at uh, an instrument for their kid so this is your opportunity Cortland, to talk directly to mom and dad and tell them why they should get their kid involved in instrumental music because it's awesome Um, It will teach your child how to be creative, how to be disciplined. Um, It creates a place where you can make lots of friends and have a group that you belong in um, while still discovering John Philip Sousa and whatever 1970s or 1980s rock group that your band director likes and gets you sheet music for. (laughs) Um, Highly recommend it. Possibly one of the top two, if not the top, experiences um, of my public school career. So definitely would recommend. Cortland Sellers, thank you. Thank you.